0: It's Les G, sitting here in the coffee shop, sipping a cup of today's special brew entitled Rocket Fuel. Coffee's uh, moniker matches the theme
1: of yet another
0: peculiar article in the newspaper, as I'm turning the pages. It's about a whistleblower who ran the US Pentagon's UFO program for nine years, and now he's announcing that the secretive government project is about to be made public and thereby acknowledging the long-denied existence of UFOs, or as they call it, unidentified aerial phenomenon, UAPs. You say tomato, I say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Not. Now let's see where this whistleblower's A.K.A. Alice's White Rabbit, really takes us. Yeah. So he um he tells us about the inexplicable maneuvers at incredibly high speeds that have been observed. Of these UFOs. And then our Pentagon whistleblower gives us the following reason for the government's past secrecy that goes back to the 1950s zeitgeist. And here it is Quote, They felt that it made them look inept, he said. They felt, in some cases, that it challenged their philosophical and theological belief systems, they just couldn't process it." I had some thoughts about that and noted them in my journal in the following way. It starts with an excerpt from a recent interview by an interested writer named Sean Illing with a noted political scientist and philosopher Alexander went. Sean Illing asks, Why should scientists care about UFOs? Why should philosophers care? Why should anyone care? Alexander Wendt's response is, Because if ETs were discovered, it would be the most important event in human history. Sean Illing asks, Why? and went answers if it became known it could be a very dangerous event in the sense that we might see a collapse of state authority we might see chaos the possibility of contact with a civilization that has vastly more knowledge than we do is exciting and terrifying and unpredictable but uh, humble me has a different opinion about this. I think that Alexander Wentz, the political scientist's suspicions, are rooted in the fear of being subjected to a kind of ultimate power. Something perhaps that many of us with a vivid imagination might have contemplated at one time or another as having it, and what we would do. Well, specifically, the thought of what if I ruled the world type of a scenario. But even if one human were able to have such power along with the aim of pursuing a particular plan, for example, God, for us humans, it would eventually come to a dead end. Why? Well, let's explore that thought. I think, mostly because, anyone having such absolute power would lose any sense of humility and see the rest of existence as inferior. Such a person would believe only in pursuing the completion of a grand plan, one without any opposition, albeit with the best of intentions. But once achieved, what then? What comes after the idea of achieving perfection, at least according to what our opinion of perfection is? Well, in Philip K. Dick's novel, Eye in the Sky, a number of characters are given this power. But at the end of fixing the world, only that person with the absolute power is left left alone because the slightest of disagreeable circumstances would be negated from the world, such as people, animals, earth, sky, etc. So how can we control such egotistic aspirations? There is a clue. In the Babylonian Talmud, the book entitled... Barachos section 7a it is discussed that God prays with the following expression May it be my will that my mercy conquer my anger and that my mercy overcome my sterner attributes and that I behave toward my children with the attribute of mercy and that for their sake I go beyond the boundary of judgment." Beyond the boundary of judgment. What a singularly compassionate statement. In fact, this statement provides a clue or guidance for us mortals on how one might exercise restraint from the full use of one's absolute power. And the negative aspect of such power is not necessarily in its corruption but rather in its ultimate achievement of total loneliness. And so our political scientist, philosopher, Alexander Wendt, is leery of accepting the government's validation of a possibly all-powerful UFO-traveling civilization. My response? Really? Are we Earthlings that insecure? I mean, (laughs) most of us have been so inundated by the various science fiction-related literature, movies, TV series, computer games, toys that we have been conditioned to accept the existence of UFOs and ETs not as an if, but rather as a when. Well, not me. Don't get me wrong. I love all things associated with sci-fi. It fires up the imagination and creates a different scenario of how we Earthlings may interact with them. But so far, there has not been any clear proof. Never mind the uh, past's cave drawings, odd-shaped head carvings, and monoliths, shamanistically related stories, and in recent times, blurry photographs, apparently these days, in 2021, with all the millions of telescopes pointed at the sky, both professionals and amateurs, Numerous monitoring satellites in space, over 700 million iPhones in use on Earth, none of them, none of them have been able to capture a clear, convincing image of a UFO or an ET. Area 51 is off limits, and the recent Navy air chase of an erratic blip on their monitors are the best we can do to wonder if there is intelligent life from other worlds who might be visiting ours. Frankly, I think that we earthlings are so unique that we are alone here. We are it. And that sentiment should create a tremendous sense of responsibility. We need to realize the enormous task and importance of not destroying each other, of nurturing the planet that has sustained us so far, and continuing our exploration of the unknown, both externally and internally. Hey, I'm an old adherent of John Paul Sartre's opinion, which states that man is alone. Abandoned on earth in the midst of his infinite responsibilities, without help, with no other aim than the one he sets himself, and with no other destiny than the one he forges for himself on this earth. Until ET comes into the coffee shop and shares a cup of rocket fuel with me, I will remain skeptically caffeinated, yet continuing to practice my alien vocabulary, such as NANU NANU, GORT BRADA klatu NIKTO, HAB SOCIAL Note, uh, that last one is a powerful insult it means your mother has a smooth forehead so don't say it to your klingon friends well time to coffee bean up with some more rocket fuel see ya if you don't get vaporized that is